This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk or 3people.k.uk for more information. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. My name is Patch and with me as always is Matt. Unfortunately, Matt, it was a bit of a disappointment. Not quite shades of uh, of the, the running loss of games, but uh, certainly shades of it for me. Yeah, um, it's just a, a worrying trend that we've got, haven't we, at home at the moment. Um, I think that's what, six, six games on the banks that we've lost at home, five in the league. Uh, and there was there was more to us, I think. I think we had opportunities, which we hadn't had in games, you know, like sort of the, the, the Barnsley game and stuff, but still nowhere near good enough. In, and, and some of these players really do need to take a long, hard look at themselves um, because, yeah, that, that just was, was nowhere near good enough. And we're talking about a QPR side who'd lost three in a row, mm. um, weren't in great form, Um and at 2-0 that early on, you know, I know it's a scoreline that can can be a bit dangerous at times, isn't it? But um, they they saw the game out pretty comfortably in the end, really, didn't they? And yeah. as, as well as the chances we had, they had chances as well. We can't, we can't obviously even blame the fact that we lost three of our midfielders in the first half because we were already 2-0 down at the point when uh, when the first substitution came. Yeah, I mean, back, Backinson was a tactical one. Um, and then the other two were were injuries, so no, you, you you can't blame it on that. And like you said, it was it was already two nil at that time. But mm. I do, um, I've I've talked about it before, Patch, on the the, the commentary, and I'm, and I'm not I'm not aiming this at Zach Viner or, or Adam Nash because both um, had obviously head knocks to today. Although with with Zach's, I'll, I'll be honest to say I didn't see that start. With I thought it was a bit like Hunts the other night where it was in the back. But we've not got enough men in the team, and and you know players that. On the commentary, they kept talking about how QPR were slowing the game down in time wasting. I didn't see a single City player talking mm. to the ref. Where yeah, was the maybe. interest? Where was the desire to get the ball back and get going again? And yeah, it's. I think Nigel Pearson is going to find out more about the squad he's got in games like that because that you know he, he won't accept that. There's just no way. One of the players was even helping out one of, one of the QPR lads with cramp in the sort of the 85th minute as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't. <laughs> I think that was probably to try and speed it up. But I just, I, yeah, there's so many of them I looked at today and thought, you know, we'll, we'll talk about. It, but Lee Williams, Bigsy, um, the robot, has often sort of said, "Stop crosses going in the box." And yet again, we're so easy to to get past really today. So I'm I'm gutted. I'm I'm really disappointed because it's it's taken the gloss off two fabulous away wins, and we've put in two pretty abject home performances haven't we our 20 minutes at Bournemouth absolutely well today we have got a guest with us uh, which I'll, I shall bring in Beth now you may know her better as Robin over here um, where is over here Beth hey guys how you going Hiya, Beth. it's good to join you yeah, uh, I'm joining you at a four o'clock in the morning in Melbourne Australia so right. I'm absolutely buggered and a little bit pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Well, uh, 
getting up in the middle of the night to watch that fair play to you because um you know that you probably expected some more of you know what we saw in the first two uh nigel pearson games but um thank you so much for joining us at, at this time we won't keep you too long so you can get back to bed um, no worries. but we we were really keen to get on uh, one of our female fans because obviously international women's day coming up on monday and just want to make more of an effort to to get that diversity so thank you so much for coming on and yeah uh pissed off is a word you can use is absolutely fine um how can you how can you explain that performance after what uh, seemingly a bit of a turnaround yeah, incredibly disappointed. I mean, it started off fairly positive. I thought our first 10 minutes were actually quite good. Um, you know, we got two corners in the first five minutes and we would have been celebrating that not so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was feeling quite positive for those first 10 minutes and I thought, oh, maybe it'll be okay chatting to you guys at four in the morning. <laughs> but uh, as we all saw, it just went downhill. Yeah. Um, I I agree. We can't really blame the two um, injuries because we were already two nil down. Um, so the yeah. only Hard positive one. for me, I guess, was Sam coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. Young Pearson coming on—that's a good thing. Uh, but really, that was one of the only positives from a pretty disappointing night. Okay, we'll take uh, we'll take a walk through the minutes. But before we do, Matt, um, mm. obviously we've got the draw for the Jerry Gow story. Um, yes. we had Neil Palmer on in, on the last game, and we had forty nine retweets. So, um, as as has become almost customary, it's down to the guests to pick a number between one and forty nine. So, uh, so Beth, tell us who's going to win that uh, that Jerry Gow story. So, give us a number between one and forty nine. Okay, uh, number 20. Number 20, quick scroll down. It is Yate Red. So congratulations to Yate Red. Actually, I saw a tweet from Yate Red uh, this week complaining that our three peeps in a podcast flag is overlapping his slightly on the mishmash poster. <laughs> so um, a bit of banter there. But yeah, congratulations yeah. to Yate Red. Obviously, when that when that uh, book is available, we will get that um, get that across to you. Um, okay, so Matt, the starting lineup, no changes from the last one. Um, formation was once again quite fluid. Uh, how did you see that starting lineup? Yeah, no, no real surprises. I guess we we wondered if Jack Hunt would be fit um, following um, coming off the other night. Uh, so yeah, when, knowing that he was fit, not not really a surprise. And, and as you said, I mean it it, it is fluid, and, and throughout the game with. I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you what some of the formation was that we were playing through the game when we made the changes that we did. But I think it did seem to start more as a front two. Um, Naki Wells and Famara did seem to be playing closer together and, and Casey sort of dropped behind. And then that seemed to get a bit fluid with Wells going wide, Palmer going wide. Um, and really the only constant was Famara sort of staying down the middle, wasn't it? But um, yeah, yeah, I think, you know, as I say, er early on with the changes that we made, uh, I, I kind of lost track. I think it went to it's four, hard. two, four, it's, and as and you said, can't see from the TV, can you? Yeah, as you said before, it makes it hard. Um, mm. Beth, come to you in terms yeah. of formations. Um, I, I, I quite like to see a formation stuck with, and unless there's a need for a change, but it's really hard to sometimes put your finger on what the formation is with us, isn't it? 
It really is. I mean, I have been a bit of a fan of Viner moving into midfield. I thought that was really positive. I think it gives us drive. Um, but I think we've also been forced to change our formation recently through injuries. And a little bit has got to be some of the personnel and fit in the, for- the personnel into the formation. Yeah. Um, I actually quite liked what uh, Gregor referred to as the Brazil of Bristol City later in the game <laughs> when we went to the 424. Yeah, um, and I, yeah, I, that did make me giggle. I thought we might um, might be but, described as a Brazilian formation, but I'm not sure we played that way. Yeah, maybe we should have put yellow shirts on. Might, might have helped. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, let's go through the minutes then. So in the fourth minute, there was a good break forward from Casey Palmer, but the pass to, was a little bit too hard for Wells. Um, and then from that, Casey had another attempt at goal for, straight from the corner, Matt. Yeah, yeah, he pushed Lackey just a little bit wide, didn't he? Um, but it was a, was a good break. And then the corner just, just slightly overhit this one, didn't he? So it mm-hmm. kind of just drifted beyond. But um, I, I thought everything good that we tried today came through Casey Palmer. Um, I thought he really tried to drive us on a number of sort of moments of, of typical sort of skill from Casey, but he showed a desire today that again, as I, I sort of referenced a number of his colleagues need to look at and think, did I, did I put the shift in? Um, he certainly put a shift in, didn't always work. Um, but yeah, he, he early on was driving us. And I, and I agree totally with what Beth said. I, the first sort of 10, well, really up until they scored, which we're going to talk, you know, talk mm. about. I thought we played really well. You know, we looked bright. We were pushing them back. They were making mistakes. Um, and I, I had that thought in my mind that thought this could be a comfortable day. <laughs> when yeah. will I learn? When will I learn? Absolutely. Yeah. So Beth, as you called it, the first 10 minutes, another chance in the eighth minute, Casey was seemingly sort of playing at one mile an hour, which is a skill that he's got, but he picked out a pass with the outside of his right boot, but it just didn't quite make it, Beth. Yeah, um, Palmer, I read a couple of notes about Palmer and he's got that look that he, as you say, he looks like he's strolling around and then suddenly he'll just kick off and Mm. he'll pass two, three players and he'll nearly always pick the right pass. And I was interested to hear uh, about a week ago when Pearson said he didn't mind players with a bit of flair making errors as long as they had a bit of flair. And I thought that's what Palmer showed today. Yeah, he's been given that license, I think, hasn't he, to, exactly. to express himself, which, uh, which you know, I didn't or didn't read that, but it's interesting because it certainly does seem like he's willing to to try things. And I think when he's come on in the sort of 70th minute in the past, he's almost had to force it um, yep. and, and not, not often it, it's coming off at that point. But, uh, yeah, great observation. Um, yeah, and then, then in the 11th minute, it was 1-0 to QPR. Quality cross from Todd Kane, who had time to pick pick the pass, um, which was obviously a talking point in itself. Um, and then nodded in by Chair, who was in space himself, Matt. Where was the sort of the marker in the closing down with uh, Todd Kane's cross? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Todd, Todd Kane, he was at City going back quite a few years. Um, and he's you know been around a little bit. It, it, was, a, it was a really good delivery, but Stephen Sessignon, didn't close him down. He he, he, mm. he stood off him. There was no desire to stop the ball coming in, which is, as I said, what, what Lee Williams keeps pointing out. Um, and how the hell Mariapa doesn't know where Chair is 
And then the ball goes, you know, he gets under the flight, tries to end up kicking it. And Chair's got a, a relatively easy task of nodding it in. You know, so I think on the, the commentary, Toby asked Chris Martin or... Um, that, oh no, I nearly said something I should then. Trigo, <laughs> Trigo. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Trigo Beth on the the Robins TV. But no Tri, Trigo asked something at halftime of Chris Martin. Could could Bentley have come for it? I don't think he could. I think it was it was in that sort of tunnel of uncertainty. The cross, but Mariapa's got to do better there. And Sessignon has certainly got to close the ball down. And maybe that's a, a right footed player playing on the left hand side. Um, but yeah, it was it just wasn't good enough. So for all, all the quality of King's cross, we, we should have stopped it and we should have stopped it as source and cleared it, you know, when it came in. Yeah. And, and then from there, uh, QPR were sort of carving us open several times. Callas uh, tried to clear. There was a block from Naj, but it was just, they were just getting so many opportunities. And from a training ground routine corner, uh, a shot hits um, hits the post and a half clearance from Fami. I'm not quite sure what, what that was, but um uh, Dickie scores and it's 2 0. But uh, Famara has been one of our best defenders at corners for sort of, you know, since he, since he came, really. And you, you'd expect him to do a lot better with that. But uh, yeah, 2 0 down after 20 minutes. And sort of your mindset seeps back to uh, to the Dean Holden era, Matt. Yeah, it, it does. I mean, I'd, I'd say um, we got carved open, like you said, Jack Hunt got caught. Um, with a ball in behind him, we end up through the, the sort of passenger play conceding that corner. The bit that really disappointed me when you watch it back is um, they get the first challenge that, as you said, um, I don't know if it was a header or a shot, but hits the post. Thomas Callas is rooted, does not anticipate the ball hitting the post and coming back at all. Whereas their defender, Dickey, is behind him and anticipates it runs on. Um, as you say, it, it wasn't a clearance from Fumar. I don't, I don't know kind of what, well, you know what he tried to do, maybe a left foot swing again to try and get rid of mm. it. Um, and it fell, but it, it was just so disappointing. Because um, it's like, it's, when we talk about, and, and Nigel Pearson said it last week against Swansea, and that's the ironic thing, we defended brilliantly against Swansea. Admittedly, Dan Bentley had, had the saves to make. Today, we were carved open and we just didn't look anywhere near a team showing that desire to keep the ball out the net. Any thoughts from you, uh, Beth, on going 2-0 down at home after 20 minutes? Yeah, obviously that was pretty gutting. But I think uh, on the point of Famara in defence, I mean, Fam's done brilliantly over the last few seasons heading out and has been one of our, you know, one of our best heading defenders. But the minute it hits the ground, the minute that side of it's over, he can be a liability in the box. Great so I show. think once once the balls hit the ground, his defensive um, skills just aren't there. He's not yeah. a defender. So yeah, it, that's you a really good of, point. You get that the positives. Yeah, yeah a really a good show. point because we're used to him just getting his head on it, and maybe you should try to dive in header to get <laughs> that one out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, great observation. Twenty um, third minute. Our first substitution, Backinson comes off, Semenyo comes on, and that was tactical, Matt. It was, um, and this, this isn't with any kind of being clever, but um, I wrote down in my notes, as the players came out before the start of the game, I didn't like Backinson's attitude. He came out sort of chatting and laughing with, with Zach Viner. I want to see him switched on. As they enter that pitch, I want to see him switched on and ready to, ready to go and focus. And I, I put in the, the tweet, I think, or in the, the WhatsApp, 
I don't think Tyreek or Adam Nash had touched the ball and made a pass, and, and I got it wrong because I think he, he did touch the ball seven times in those 20 minutes. But um, you know, it was a tactical change because we're 2 0 down. But I think it was Tyreek because he just basically did nothing. Um, and you know, you bring Semenya on, give you a bit of energy, hopefully. Um, and I think it 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 worked to a degree, but I think, yeah, I mean, it could have been Adam Nash, um, probably not Zach Vine. I think Zach was playing well, to be fair. He was he was trying to drive forward again, as Beth said. He, and he does give you, it gives you something different in that midfield. And, and he's not natural at it, but even Chris Martin said he plays on the half turn. So he knows kind of what's around him. And may, maybe that's the defensive side of his game that kind of picks that up. But yeah, obviously it was a, a, a tactical move with Tyreek. Beth, were you at all surprised to see a change after 23 minutes? It is it is unusual for us City play, City um, fans to see tactical changes. Um, usually we see something at the 63rd minute and that's about it. So to see it in the first half, yeah, it was a surprise. Mm. Um, I was surprised to see Semenya come on really early. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised. Mm, okay. Um, so yeah, after that, there was a on the twenty eighth minute there we had a chance. Uh, Cessnion gets to the byline, pulls it across. Fami misses it, but it goes to Jack Hunt who shoots, probably on target, but it hits Famara who sort of led on the keeper. Uh, sorry, led on the floor mat, and the keeper just saves it with ease after that. Yeah, um, I mean it's easy to sort of say to, to, that Jack Hunt should have tried to to put it high in the net, but he he did what you'd expect a right back to do really is to drive it keep it on target, which he did. Um, it's just unfortunate that, yeah, Famara, I mean, as, as Beth said, perhaps if Famara had defended like that, <laughs> our end led on the floor, we might have been all right. But uh, yeah, it was it was a good chance, wasn't it? It was, good, it was a decent move, good chance. Um, yeah, but obviously came to nothing. Mm. Okay, uh, 29th minute, straight after that, a shot from Palmer, uh, but that goes over. So, he, you know, I think he was a little bit too far out to, was, to have yeah. that shot, but um, it was probably a bit of a shot in anger, to be fair, if anything, Matt. Yeah, it was frustration, wasn't it? But I think he's, again, you know, going, going back to what Beth said, he, he had that moment where he's kind of holding the ball and then he just it surges forward and, and he broke really well. But yeah, he was, what, 35 yards out and uh, mm. was never going to trouble the keeper from there. Um, I don't know if we've ever seen two concussions in the space of five minutes, but that's what we saw. Uh, sub number two was Naj off for Lansbury and sub number three, Viner off um, and Pearson coming on. Um, Beth, as you said, great to see Sam Pearson come on. But what did you think about um, Lansbury coming on for Naj and maybe not Masengo? Actually, I was surprised that um, Naj didn't go off a little bit earlier and stayed on for the 15 minutes uh, with the head injury. Um, yeah, I was surprised not to see Masengo. Um, Lansbury seems to be the scapegoat for a lot of City fans online at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I, I would rather have seen Masengo come on. Mm. Um, I'm not sure about Lansbury yet. Uh, I think everyone's jumping on his back. Um, I don't know what you th guys thought, but I thought Chris Martin was trying very hard to pump him up, pump him up. Yeah. On Robin's <laughs> TV. I think yeah, I'm, we, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure of him. He's he's not good enough for us. Yeah. Um, I think he's played a number of cameos, but today was probably other than the games he started. He's had more time on the pitch. I don't think he did anything at all other than make some rash tackles again. Um, try the the Hollywood passes, 
Um, and yeah, I'm, I was surprised. Well, was I surprised he came on instead of Masenga? No, probably not. Because I do think Nigel Pearson rates him. Because mm. um, he, he, you know, as you, you're saying about Chris Martin, Beth, Nigel Pearson was talking him up in the week with the Bournemouth game. Um, so, you know, I do, I do think he rates him because he, he even described his performance the other night as being sort of, he was he was quite positive about it. For me, out of the appearances that we've seen him in so far, that was probably one of his better ones um, because he has been that bad in the other ones. Um, he put in a few good tackles. He, he almost didn't didn't try too much in terms of the Hollywood passes and, and gave a few simple passes. So uh, I just don't know, think he's got any energy though, patch. Oh he, yeah. He I'm not, I'm not saying he was a eight out of 10. I'm just saying out of the performances we've seen him so far, that was probably one of his better performances. Yeah. Well, maybe he's, yeah. I, I, I'll very rarely do I, but I, I disagree. I think that was as bad as he's, he's, he's done. I didn't okay. see anything from him at all today. Cool. Okay, yeah. moving on. Uh, 39th minute, Semenyo into the box, but if only he had a left foot. <laughs> Do you remember that one? Yeah. He uh, got into a great position. It was in a position to swing his left boot at it, Matt, but uh, tried to sort of get it onto his right and, and it was blocked. Snuff, snuffed out, wasn't it? It didn't even end up being a chance, did it? Um, yeah, it was a good move as well. Good good passage of play. Um, he did well to, to, to break the lines and, and make the run, but yeah, he just couldn't, couldn't get his feet sort of sorted, could he, in time? Mm. And on the 42nd minute, this one made me laugh. It, it was a good break involving Lansbury breaking up the play and Palmer with the pass and the ball forward. But Wells left it for Jiju and Jiju left it for Wells, Beth. Yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. They <laughs> yeah. Very confused up front there. <laughs> yeah, they did. It, it was one of those ones where you thought, okay, here we go. We're just going to get a goal in before the break. And then I just had to get up and have a walk around the kitchen at that point. Um, for, for everyone's safety. Uh, the, and then obviously we had eight minutes of injury time uh, and it was in the last kick of the game, really. Wells shot over after some nice build-up play. Um, but again, you know, 2-0 uh, down at half time, Matt. And uh, yeah, obviously we've made, we've made all the change. We've made all the changes, three changes so far. Um, we've got the, the, the summary of the first half um, from from Rob, who who always sends us a, a quite a detailed summary. Well, well, I think you've got to say thank F for halftime. Nige has certainly got his work cut out today, but he can address them as a group and go again. Plan looks to be a straightforward 4-4-2, so no ambiguity. I'm not entirely sure about that. Chances are with Palmer and Lansbury, the central midfield pairing now, there's a chance we could get overrun and exposed. But in terms of entertainment, we could yet witness an end-to-end thriller, nothing to lose. Um, obviously, with hindsight, that didn't happen. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he, yeah. He, I think we were all hoping that, weren't we, Matt? Yeah, we were. Um, and I think a, a, a point to make, which I didn't realise with the substitutions, is that that because we'd made those three in the first half, um, seemingly someone had put on on the, the WhatsApp group that we could only then make a further two changes at half time. We couldn't then make them in the later in the game. And I, oh, really? I, I'll, yeah, I'll confess to not knowing the, the 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 correct rules, but I think that's part of the reason why we didn't make a change in the second half. I don't think we were allowed to. Um, so I, I will I will let that up. But yeah, certainly that's one it. of the guys that's in the really WhatsApp group had put the. Um, you know, you can make five subs, but because you, you have to make those at certain times, because we'd made them when we did, the only opportunity would have been at half time, which obviously he didn't want to do. 
Um, I did again because because two nil is one of those results that you you get a go and, and maybe it's slightly different in the COVID sort of times because I think when you're a side that's behind and you get a goal back, the crowd is then part of that equation. Um, but I did think there was enough in the first half for us that I did feel that the next goal would have been an important goal. And if we'd got it, I did think we could have gone on to get something from it. Um, but, you know, I'll go back to what I said. I just didn't see from the 11 that were then on the pitch. I didn't see enough from all 11 showing the desire. And, and you know, I'll, I'll, and I'm not pointing Jack Hunt out because it's Jack Hunt um, and is, is my least favourite player. But on both sides of the pitch, we had throw-ins early on. Mm. And I'm counting, and it's 20, 30 seconds. And you're thinking, what, why can you not recognise the urgency and just throw the ball into space, get it back into play? And instead, he delays it and delays it, and then inevitably it gets played in and either goes back out for a throw or what. But it's that element to me that shows a real, like I said, lack of desire and, you know, the, the impetus that, that I want to see as a fan. Um yeah, and I mean, you'll you'll have made notes for the second half. I, well, couple not a of, lot. Couple, yeah, exactly that though. There were, there were a couple of chances. Naki Well certainly should have scored in, but I, you know, we didn't we didn't see enough, did we, to to warrant that we thought we'd get back into it. Does that frustrate you as well, Ruth, as much as it does us in terms of the the, the lack of urgency, particularly on throw-ins? Absolutely. And in fact, it's funny what you just said there, Matt. I was desperately looking through my notes just now thinking, oh, God, what are the guys going to ask me about the second <laughs> half? Because I've made yeah. practically no notes. Yeah. Um, it was incredibly flat. There, there was no urgency. You almost felt the players were kind of hoping for the full time whistle um, rather than any urgency to try and get upfield and try and score. Um, and on that throw in. That one, I remember the one you met, meant, Matt. It was practically 20 seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't, I just don't get that, Beth. As, as I a, don't hit get the it. line. Just hit the line. Yeah, if, yeah if exactly. That. Yeah. As, as, a, as a bloke who played, you know, nowhere near a standard, but even when I was playing five a side or with my mates, when you're down like that, you're desperate to get the ball and get it on the pitch. And, and that just showed an apathy for me that if I'm Nigel Pearson, I'm looking at the character, then I'm thinking, no, nah, that's not what I want. Um, and it wasn't just Jack Hunt. There were a number of them, like that. Free kicks. It was delayed goal kicks. Yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't get well, it. I couldn't um, get it. Toby asked Chris Martin um, when the players came out whether it would be the hair dryer treatment or something, you know, a little softer. And obviously, Chris hasn't been in the dressing room, so he didn't really know. But what do you think, Matt? Two 0 down at home to QPR. Not a great performance for the first ten minutes aside. Do you think he would have given a bit of a hair dryer or is he still not quite at that level yet in terms of uh, maturity yeah. with, with his role? I mean, I, I don't know enough about Nigel Pearson as a man now. I would have said from what I'd thought before he joined us, absolutely it would be hair dryer. Mm. I, I thought he was very old school. But all the interviews I've seen of him and his, his sort of comments, he does seem to be very measured in what he says and he thinks about what he's going to say. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, I think it would probably have been more of a measured approach, but that's, I think he would have let them know what, what he thought about it. That's certainly it wasn't good enough. Certainly, um, you know, if he did give them the hair dryer and they came out and performed not that well in the second half, then you know it wasn't a very good hair dryer. Maybe a maybe a cheap one from um, Asda or something. Yeah, I mean, it certainly wasn't a Dyson, was it? Um, 
De- definitely. I mean, it, uh, to be fair, Patch, it's, it's long, long been the day since I've had to worry about a hairdryer. But, um, <laughs> but what I would say is that I, I phoned my brother sort of during the second half, and and I said to him, I'd be interested in what you and Beth think. I said to him, how many, how many of these players would you want to keep if you were Nigel Pearson? And you know, out of that, on that performance, four, fourteen on that performance, and yep. probably even the Bournemouth performance, maybe only the likes of Bentley. Callas, although I don't think he was he was great today. Palmer, I thought today, um, and actually I thought Famara and Wells to a degree. But the rest of it, it was pretty. Obviously, I'm not including Sam Pearson. Definitely, the rest of it was pretty dire, wasn't it? And as I say, I think he will learn more from today's game than he will have done any of the previous games that he's he's been with us because um, this was an opportunity today. You know, I think we spoke in the week. Um, about what we we expected, I, I expected to take twelve points from the next four games, mm. and it, we've straight away gone and put in a performance like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd agree with you on on your question to me, um, Beth. Any any other players for you? Yeah, no, I, I'd actually um, I agree with you, Matt. You know, I, the, the desire was so flat, and that yeah. there was no fight in half those players. And I was really surprised because I thought Pearson would have been someone who would have had a right old go yeah. at half time. And it didn't, they didn't come out looking like that was a team that had been sprayed. They just didn't, the, the lack of desire. Um, yeah. It was incredibly disappointing. Um, I think Chris Martin also said something on Robin's TV about um, the fact that Pearson's going to learn more from a performance like that than the first two. So he sort of, he was echoing what you guys have said. Um, He's going to have a really good look at the squad. I think the thing for me is we don't even know if Pearson's staying, you know. Good point, yeah. And and performances like that. His job is to keep them up. (laughs) Yeah, but we're we're still not there yet though, Beth, are we? That's that's the thing that worries me. I'm still now looking at the table again and thinking, do you know what, we're only... I don't know what it is, um, 13 points, 11 points from, from Rotherham, but they've got a couple of games in hand. I think a lot of the results went for us today, but I'm still thinking we're not safe. And we, we put in performances like that again. Um, we won't be safe for a number of weeks. Um, okay. yeah. um, I have got some notes for the second half. I'll just go through those. So 57th minute, Sam Pearson shot on target. It was uh, a nice swivel and shot. Uh, so it showed a bit of confidence, Matt, for me that he is... Happy to have a go. Happy to have a shot on goal. Yeah, he, he, he didn't quite catch it, did he? Um, but it was a good technique What, in terms of the shape of the shot. What I loved about him, um, again, a bit like with Riley Taylor, he's comfortable on the ball. I don't think he wasted a pass, um, may, maybe one or two, but he looked really comfortable on the ball and seemed to be playing in all manner of positions. He was left, he was in the middle, he was right, um, showed a really good energy, um, yeah, I, I really liked him. He's one for the future, but you know, this is a lad that should be out on loan in, in League Two, mm. League One. You know, and that, you know, we're not expecting him to feature next season. Well, who knows? I guess with player turnover and stuff. But yeah, I thought I thought it was a good good passage of play from him, and I, I was impressed with that as a debut from Sam. Yeah, in the last couple of podcasts, last um, the, the the two winning games, you made a comment, Matt, about Naki Wells and the fact that he seems a different player. He's not moaning and complaining. We saw yeah. a lot of that creeping in the last half an hour, especially on the 67th minute when he shot over from six yards after a good break from Palmer. But City, were, at this point, they were just looking disjointed, weren't they? They were. I mean, the one thing I would say with, with Naki Wells, and, and I think that was more born out of frustration 
from himself. Um, mm. I actually thought he was putting a shift in today, whereas in, in the previous games, and we've talked about that, he's not been, he has been wandering around looking like a player who wasn't interested. I, I didn't think that was the case today. But where I want to see him do is, is you know, what he's paid for. He just didn't do it today. And um, I don't know what minute it was, but the shot that he shot over, Christ, you know. 67th minute. If you get that one. Yeah. Well, they, they, I think um, Triggs, as Dangs would like to call him, I think um, sort of said afterwards that it was a, a chance and that the ball bobbled. Come on. Yeah. You're five million pounds of a player and a ball bobbling there. You should. Be, I, I would smash that into the back of the net. Yeah. Make no mistake. Would you have finished the, that, Ruth? Would you have popped that in there? Beth. The Beth. Sorry, I didn't know where Ruth came from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ruth Ruth would have finished it, oh. but I'm sure Beth would as well. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That would have hit the top. That would have hit the roof without a doubt. There we go. That's, um, where, that's yeah. where Ruth came from. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. The interesting with Wells, um, he looked like a different player in the two games we won. Um, he was still playing wide on the left and hardly anyone was complaining about that. You know, they were saying he was looking great. Um, and he was he was playing well and still playing on the left. Um, when he was doing that under Holden, everyone was complaining because the effort wasn't there from yeah. him. So I think um, the only thing is the fact that he missed that shot, yeah. that is just, I mean, that is his bread and butter, as they yeah. say. Mm. So I was really surprised by that. Yeah, it was criminal, wasn't it? Obviously, that, yeah. that mistake from Dan Bentley in the week, you can almost compare that with that for Wells, can't you? It's almost it's comparable because even though that cost us a goal, so did that. How did you? Yeah. How did you? How would you sort of see that? Um, uh, calling you Ruth again. Now. Yeah, you're gonna, um, that's on your mic now, isn't it? <laughs> um, Beth, because it, it obviously keepers make a mistake and it usually leads to a goal. But Bentley has got so much credit in his locker for the whole season so far. But equally, Naki Wells today, they're quite comparable for me. Absolutely. I think you're right. And I also, I think, um, I actually think if Wells had scored that, heads would have lifted. Mm. There would have been a bit of momentum. I mean, yeah, it's cliched, but I actually do think we could have got something out of the game, you know, and he just should have scored. There's no ifs or buts. There was yeah. no bobble. There's yeah. no reason why he should have missed. Um so and yeah, it, I think it you're tells, right. Yeah, there's quite telling that that was literally the last chance of the game for us. Seventieth um, minute, I put QPR seemed to be wasting time, and I put you know exactly what Dean said in the WhatsApp group. Uh, we have no players who are getting in the ref's ear. Um, yep. Not many leaders in this bunch, and we've we've discussed Thomas Callas um, on the podcast, and we discussed it with with Brian Tinian actually, and said that he isn't a, a shouting captain. He's a, he's a lead by example captain. We needed a shouting captain today, Matt. Yeah. Do you know, I, I said exactly the same thing to my, my bruv. Um, I, I love Thomas Callas, um, but when he's not on his game and I don't think he was today from a, a leadership example on the pitch, um, then you're absolutely right. Patch, you need someone that's going to, get in the refs here, but say to the players, I know it's Paul Simpson doing it on the sidelines and it might have even been in the first half, but he was doing the kind of pumping them up. Come on, what are we doing? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see anybody on the pitch doing that. Um, you know, we've got some youngsters in there, um, which the likes of Sass, you know, you don't think he's going to do it, but Jack Hunt's experience, Thomas Callis experience, Adrian Mariapa experience. Lansbury. Lansbury. Yeah. Again, Lansbury, but um, we joke, we joke about. I would rather have Angela Lansbury on the pitch, but um, there, there was nobody there 
that, that was geeing them up and trying to get them going. And uh, that's, I don't even know that that's about being a captain. That's just about being a, a footballer with pride in what you're doing and trying to win a game. They should all have been looking to encourage each other and get going. And I didn't see anyone doing it, not a single player. So, yeah, the, the clock runs down and 90 minutes are up. Um, we've got a week now into our next game, which is Birmingham away. Um, and Massive game. You've got to hope with, with us playing away. We stand more of a chance, Matt. You've got to hope that potentially a couple of players maybe come through the under-23s. Um, it's, it's a balance, isn't it? Because you don't want to, like we did with Williams, rush anybody back. But, you know, I... I looked at that today um, and that there were a number of players there that wouldn't be starting for me on Saturday um, and wouldn't have forced their way into it. And Nigel Pearson's talked about if you've got the shirt, you know, it's yours to keep. There were a few there that just didn't show it. And and I, I kind of looked at it and thought, I don't know, you know, would I, would I look to bring Riley Taylor back in um, and stick him back on the left and move Sess across? Um, would I... You know, we, we don't know if, if Zach Viner and Adam Nash have got concussion. There are protocols in place based on yeah, however long it is. Is that I, 10 days or is it a I, week? I want to say it is 10 days. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look at it. But That might be COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if that's the case, you know, you're potentially losing your, your two of your probably starting midfield players at the moment, albeit um, I don't think Adam had, had started well. But then the, the ball that he took was fairly early on. I think he stayed on for probably 15 minutes afterwards. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's a big game. Birmingham, you know, they'll, they'll, although they're struggling, they will fight for it. And that's what worries me. This team is easy to play against physically um, and mentally probably as well, you know. And, and if Dan Bentley's not having a worldie, and I, I felt, again, it was a game today where... I didn't get the confidence with Dan today. The ball came in the box a few times in, you know, there was one that he bumped into Sessignon with in, you know, there was another one where the guy, yes, was stood in front of him, but I don't know what Benz was doing with it. And and we got a free kick for it. So it's, yeah, it's, I guess it's, it's being a football fan in it. We, we have the ups like we've had with the, the two games away. And then we've had the real crashing downs and then you start to look at it. And the, the odd thing is I'm, I'm not questioning Pearson tonight. I, I genuinely am putting this squarely at the players' doors because I think he did try and change shape, change personnel. You know, that, that ought to make people sit up and think, crikey, 22 minutes and he's making a sub and he's bringing off a midfielder. You know, that that should, if I'm Tyreek, and it, not, not just Tyreek, but if I'm Tyreek sat in the changing room, I'm thinking i got to make sure next game I'm really putting a shift in because... Mm. He's prepared to take me off, even at two 0 down for a reason. But yeah, yeah, and and Beth, he, he hasn't known the players long enough yet to be able to make those decisions of who can fit where and play well. He still got, you know, there was one point when uh, in the sort of middle of the second half when he there was four of them stood around trying to work out what to do next and what to what strings to pull. Um, but it's it's going to be a testing time for him now, isn't it? It is. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day with um, whether the influence of Simpson um, oh, and Down- Downing, um, it almost feels like it's still very much their team. I mean, I'm not being overly, I'm, I don't want to be overly critical of them because uh, we don't see what happens behind, the, you know, on the training ground and things, but it still feels very much like their team. Like, I don't feel like there's anything that tells me it's Pearson's. You know that the, there's no real difference. Um, so I guess do you, do you see that? Do you see that, Beth? Though 
um, until he's able to get players in of the sort of ilk of character that he wants. I guess he's he's kind of got what he's got, hasn't he? That you know, yeah, and I, I, I agree with right. you with the, the 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 two coaches. I think we've we've all said certainly on on three peeps we would have had a clean sweep of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't I don't know how a manager gets his own team without the the, the transfer window really. Um, yeah, and obviously if if he brings in um, two two people with him or one person in with him, then it's another yeah. short term contract, isn't it? It's it's another yeah sort of thought on Absolutely. that. I, yeah, yeah, totally get I what think, you're saying, Beth. Yeah, yeah, and I think the thing is he was brought in to keep us up. Yeah, that's the feeling I get. He was brought in to keep us up, Steady and then the, the next question is, will he stay? Yeah. You know, but at the moment it, it feels like he he's um, very much caretaking with Simpson and Downing's team. Yeah, it's it's interesting, Beth, isn't it? Because of the the interviews I've listened to with Nigel Pearson, um, I I do get the impression he sees it as a longer term project. Um, I, I I'll sort of probably stupidly state my my case now, but I honestly would be really really surprised if we do stay up, which I'm expecting. Um, I would be really surprised if he doesn't sign a long-term contract. I just get the feeling from listening to him that he does see it as a longer-term deal. Others have said differently from the same interview. So, you know, it is, it is an opinion. But... It would be quite disastrous um, if he didn't, to be fair, because yeah. something would have gone terribly wrong um, somewhere along the line, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> I mean, they must have, they, they must have um, when they've had that conversation, you, you, you must get a side, a feeling from both sides this yeah. is with a longer term, you know. Yeah, you'd hope so. Um, fix, Absolutely. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. I actually do think he'll stay, and I think yeah. it is with, with a view to a longer term. But right at the moment, the situation we're currently in, yeah. um, I think that's the, you know, I think that's where we're at. It's mm. him doing what he can with what he's got, yeah. with the two coaches he's got. So we're not really seeing a Pearson team. It's, mm. it's funny as well, Beth, that, that we've obviously got a similar situation with players out of contract. And I, I've, I've looked at a few in the last couple of games, in fact, even with the victories, and thought, am, am I seeing players either playing for a new deal or playing for a move away? And I'm kind of not. I'm seeing almost end-of-season, pre-season type attitudes. And, and yep. again, some I don't get. I don't, I don't get how you don't go out and, and put in... A hundred percent every single minute of that game. I just we've don't always get been that. A, we've always been a momentum confidence team, haven't we? Yeah. In recent times, and yeah. you know, you almost think that 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 sucker punch from the Bournemouth defeat thought in the in their heads they thought, well, we can't definitely can't make the playoffs now. So you almost mm. think that there's something in that in terms of uh, the the performance. But today, for me, we just just didn't click. At all, no. there, there was, there was, um, it, it was shades of, of, of a month ago, um, and just really disappointing. But hopefully, we can go back to the drawing board now. Um, a week on the on the new training pitch um, to to just to, to try and strike up a few relationships, and hopefully, maybe even Liam Walsh or Callum O'Dowder might come into the side. Who knows? Who knows what the what the team will look like in a week's time? Um, but Matt, do you want to just take us through your ratings? We've we've gone from um, sort of sevens and eights back to fives and sixes. Um, where do we go from here today? You, you can kind of guess, I think. Um, so Benson and, and I'll kind of race through him. Benson, I'm giving five. Um, I'm not going to say he was at fault for either goal, but as I said, I didn't feel it was a, a confident, and it's another sort of two nil. 
Um, Hunt and Sessignon both um, tried to get forward. I thought we were pretty wasteful when we got the ball. Um, I'm going to generously give them five, but I could easily have given them fours. Uh, similarly, with the two centre-halves, I didn't think the two centre-halves were great. Um, in fact, no, change, changing all that, I'm giving all of them four. I'll give Bentley five and all the back four, four. Um, I didn't think we defended manfully enough um, and I thought the goals were abysmal. So no, from a defensive point. Beth, feel free to jump in and challenge on any of this. Are you happy Please, with, yeah. with those so far? Yeah, I'm happy with four. Well, I'm unhappy with fours, but <laughs> yeah. I agree with fours. <laughs> yeah. uh, then what have we got? Um, Tyreek, it's got to be a four. Um, arguably, I'm not going to go as low as a three because the guy was only on 22 minutes, but he didn't do enough for me and I could see why that change got made. Similarly, Adam Nash, I'm going four, didn't do enough, um, but again, sort of getting injured. Zach, I'm going to give six. Um, I thought Zach, when he was on the pitch, was trying to do the right thing, was trying to drive forward. Um, who else have we got? Casey. Casey was my man of the match and, and people might sort of say, I am Casey Bias, which I am. Um, but I thought he tried to drive us forward, was on the front foot. A lot of the good stuff he, we were trying to do came through him. So I'm going to give Casey uh, plus. Him out of it. Yeah, six, but with a, a an asterisk for man of the match because I don't think anybody was above a six today. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think Palmer was the man of the match today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess the players that came on, Antoine... <laughs> Tried to get four, but but again, end product and did anything? No. So it's a five for me. Um, Lansbury, I'm giving four and, and I'm being generous with a four. And it does, I, I, I know what Beth's saying about online and it is, but I, I struggle with a guy who's played Premier League in the football he's played. I'm not seeing that quality from him. Um, so that's a four. Uh, it was the third. Sam Pearson. Sam Pearson, I'm going to give six. Um and actually, you know, I talked about Riley I'm, I'm, and I'm it's kind of a, an asterisk six would have been more probably in a, a, a better team performance, really, because I, I was impressed again with a lot of what he did. And you don't see enough of the off the ball movement and running, but he seemed to be a real live wire. Um, so it's a, a good six for Sam. And then up front Famara and Naki, both I thought worked really hard, um, but neither did what they're in the team with and, and getting shots away and, and goals. So, you know, I'd, I'd like to give them six for kind of work rate and, and effort. And for my, sort of was a bit of a, a lone furrow again, but I've got to give two fives because they just didn't do enough from an attacking point of view. Yeah. I was just about um, to talk you down from six to five. So I haven't got well, there you go. Have I missed anything? Yeah, I was about to do, do you want to do the same? I was about to, sorry. I was about to do the same. I was about We're, to yeah. talk you down and give Wells a five. And <laughs> yeah. I think, I think Pat, you made a really good point of the fact that he's there to score. Yeah. Um, and he had the position and didn't. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and we I would have marked Ben Stein if it with the own goal. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that performance from Wells, if that is a month ago and he puts in that performance, but with the attitude, then you're looking at a three. I just think it was he, he was yeah. he was trying to, you know, make the effort and which is, it sounds stupid to say that, doesn't it? What what on earth am I defending someone for making the effort? That's what you're being paid ten grand yeah. a week. Put your, you know. But I did think his attitude was was okay from a team point of view today. And uh, Nigel, the gaffer's. I mean, it's got to be a, a 
a five, again, a generous five, probably, because he did try and make the big decisions. I don't think we're seeing changes made at 2-0. I mean, we've been 2-0 down plenty of times before and we've not made changes mm. late in the game, let alone early on. He tried to change it. Um, I would be interested to, to know, what, not what he said necessarily, but how he said it at halftime. Um, but yeah, it's got it's it's got to be a five, um, and that's that's a a lucky five to an extent because you know you only get beat two 0 at home to QPR. Um, but as you said, Patch, you've also got to counteract it a little bit by he's he's still getting used to players. We've got a lot of injuries still, so he's not you know in the same way as Holden wasn't he's not able to pick what what will probably be the first team. And he was brave bringing Sam Pearson on because you know he took off a midfielder at that stage. And could easily have replaced Nash with with Masengo, and he didn't. He went Pearson, so that that was a, a bold move. But yeah, it's a five. Okay, lovely stuff. Um, Beth, I've got a few questions for you before we let you go back to bed, if that's all right. Um, Bristol City living in Australia. What's the what's the story there? Well, I'm from Bristol originally. Um, well, you've gone quiet again, Beth. Sorry, you've gone quiet again. I'm from Just Bristol originally, uh, moved over to Australia in uh, 91. Um, but my history is my dad took me to my first game in 77, 1977, in the old first division. Um, watched them through the, four, the three relegations uh, and worked out at one stage that I'd seen all 92 league clubs live. Wow. Within, within about four years. Um, not something I'm particularly proud of, uh, but um, yeah, but, but supporting Bristol City in Australia is kind of a weird one because everyone here asks you what club you support. <laughs> well, it's a bit like um, when we had, um, Ryan, we had Ryan on from New Zealand and uh, his first his first game was at the whole playoff final, I think, wasn't it, Matt? It was, yeah, it was. Um, yeah. And all of, his, all of his friends sort of, you know, were trying to work out who Bristol City were. But, uh, yeah, it must, well, it's obviously for you, moving across, having, having been a City fan, it's a bit of a different story. But um, he actually picked Bristol City just because he could. I think it was his dad's mate's team, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. Um, but uh, you must be one of the first ever customers for Robin's TV, I reckon. Yeah, I think I probably was. In fact, it's really weird now because, of course, all my um, watching City, as you obviously, has been on the screen um, through Robin's TV. And now to have nearly the whole of the fan base watching yeah. with me, if you like, is actually quite bizarre. Um, and, and, you know, my experience hasn't changed all that much. Mm. well exactly to talk to a lot more people yeah no exactly yeah no we're all experiencing the same same as you now but uh obviously it's been a it's been a godsend uh for, for everybody I mean, we we'd much rather have robin's tv than than not being able to sort of watch and enjoy the games and you know those uh particularly some of the um the last few games it's been a, a joy to watch but uh yeah beth i'm gonna let you get back to bed um because i know it's sort of half four or five o'clock in the morning now um but thank you so much for coming on and just sorry that we couldn't have a win for you on your on your debut appearance oh thanks patch i've really enjoyed it and thanks for inviting me on and yeah happy women's day on uh, monday isn't it yeah, absolutely. Yep. Great stuff. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, please do like, share, and subscribe. 
Um, and we'll be back. Well, we got a, we got a whole got a week. <laughs> yeah, I get a week off from you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think actually I've got um, a podcast on Thursday. I've got Robin's Reunited episode two with Gary Hours and Rob Edwards. So um, yeah, looking forward to chatting to those guys. If either of you or anyone listening has got some specific questions for Rob um, and Gary, then about their time at Bristol City or what they're doing now, then please do get in touch um, with me on Twitter at 3PIPC. Yeah, just one patch to Rob Edwards is how did he horribly slice that effort wide in the, the Liverpool game up at Anfield? <laughs> he he could have been talked about like Brian Tinian. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll make an out of that one. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, throw, I'll throw that in at the end, I think. Yeah, if you, yeah probably best, yeah. <laughs> Question from Matt. Just pause here. Question from Matt. <laughs> and I really right. like Rob Edwards. So yeah. Oh, back, same. Says. <laughs> Absolutely same. Yeah, both of them. Thank you very much, yeah. everyone, for listening. Cheers, Beth. Cheers, Matt. Take, Take care. care. See you, man. Bye, Beth. <laughs>